I've seen a lot of my friends that were really charged up after the 2016 election. Yeah. And pretty much unaware that the reason that the 2016 election happened is not is because of what happened the 8, 10, 20, 30 years before. Like, this has been brewing. Yeah. They didn't... It wasn't just Donald Trump storming the castles, you know, storming the gates and anyway. But they were so charged up on January 21st and they were going to run for office. They were going to make a difference. They were going to be a community organizer. And then they just shared HuffPost articles for the next four years. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Ape Cast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. Right, so it is. Uh, we took last week off because yeah, of the Merry holidays. Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas uh, belated, and uh, and we are on the cusp. We are on the freaking cusp of a new decade. It it when you mentioned that to me, it didn't even dawn on me that we were approaching a new decade. Like new yeah. year, yeah, okay, fine. It did not, which is weird because I'm usually pretty aware of these kind of things. It did, just did not even strike me that. Yeah, at the end of nine comes, comes an, a new one. Yeah, a new decade. And so uh, here are my. I, I've got two questions. So you know, it's like my first question is: Let's take a look at twenty the the decade that we just were closing out on. These are the twenty tens now, the 2010s, right? Twenty yeah. tens, the twenty tens, and I guess the question is: uh, There are two questions. This is one of the things that, that I've I've been fascinated. Is like you can look at the fifties. And the fifties have has a very distinctive character. It's post World War II. Right. It's the baby boom. It's you know happy days. It's the Fonz. It's you know that kind of thing. You know, it's, it's rock and roll. White people. Well, it's right. No, it's not all white people. I mean, you know, rock and roll came from black people. We stole it from them, but it's still yeah rock and roll. So then you yes, the fifties. The fifties have a definite. Yeah. Yeah. That looks like the, the 50s, yes. The 60s has a very defined sort of persona. It's 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 the the death of Kennedy, it's the you know, it's the Cold War, it's, it's the Beatles. civil civil rights and hippies, it's anti-Vietnam. The mm-hmm. 70s has a very distinct character. It is free love, it's ERA, it's Nixon resigning, it's uh butterfly sun- collars and bell bottoms. Yeah, you know, disco, this kind of thing. The 80s Greed is good, Journey, you know, yeah. Reagan, this guy. Journey, like the band? Yeah, that's for me, for me. You would, so you would, you would put Journey ahead of Michael Jackson, Madonna, and Prince? As not far Prince. as like music, okay. Not, not Prince. Okay. But yeah, definitely ahead of Michael Jackson and Madonna. Ahead of the Go-Go's. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yeah. totally, totally ahead of the Go-Go's, but yeah. not ahead of uh, fuck, Van Halen. No, not ahead of Bananarama. Whatever, I don't. Okay, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I you forgot know. about Bananarama. Yeah, that was she's a girl got band, it. right? Yeah, baby, she's oh, got yeah. it. Bananarama sucks. I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Your desire. That is a terrible song. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, Bananarama. The nineties. The nineties got the grunge thing. So the question becomes: It yeah. feels like maybe it just feels like to me. It's one of the funniest memes I've read. Is oh my god. 
in a few in a, you know in a few days. Yeah. The year 2000 was 20 years ago, which is odd because the 80s were 20 years ago. And and I thought that was kind of a funny perspective. So what is the yeah. character because it feels like 2000 hit and then it's 2000 and now it's 2020 right and, and and like 2000 to 2010 that decade had very little character and then 2010 to 2020 had the same character so what how is 2010 defined yeah well first of all you're wrong 2000 the the 2000s the aughts had a very definitive character. It's hard to see it as clearly when we're still so close to That's it. That's what I'm saying. It's 9-11, right? So yeah, what's funny is that if, like, Katie used to watch this show called The O.C., which was on in, like, 2003, 2000, I remember you know, The O.C. I never so, watched it. So, like, the early, mid, the early mid-aughts. And when we first moved in together, she was talking about it. And I remember it being on. I remember, like, the, yeah, the gospel. Yeah, I never on watched it, it. But I never watched it. I was too old for it, whatever. Um, so I started watching it with her. And, like, as I was watching it, I'm like... Oh my God, this thing looks so fucking 2003. Like just the haircuts and the makeup and the clothes and like the music. And so there's a very clear character that the that the aughts have. And yes, it's it's 9-11. It's Hummers fucking everywhere. Um, it's the short feathery, like girls having short feathered, I don't know. I guess feathered is what it's, it's not like the fair faucet feather, but like a kind of like flipped out feathered hair guys having the longer hair, the, the pop emo, um, you know, like in indoor kids becoming the cool kids. Okay. That was, um, that's how I would define the, in a quick, that would be the character of the two thousands. Um, so what's to, what's the, what the, is the, the last tens? decade? I, I mean, again, it's hard. It's hard to look at it because we're still so close to it, and we're still technically in it. But maybe self righteousness is. <laughs> There's definitely some of that. Well, the thing is, the self righteousness didn't really. I mean, and 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 you know, it, arguably, um, the uh, the uh, fuck. Now I can't. Ferguson, Black Lives Matter. That didn't happen until 2014. Right. So we had four years of what the fuck. And then all of a sudden, we started having hashtag uh, activism that started really with Black Lives Matter. It's kind of culminated with Me Too. There's, I mean, there's a lot of this. To me, the big definer, and the only thing that, that makes this last decade completely distinct is that in 2009, Apple introduced the first smartphone. Seven, 2007. Uh, I think it was 2009. Yeah. Okay, whatever. It was t- it was 2007. The iPad, the iPad, well, the the iPad, iPad yeah. debuted in 2010. The Correct. iPad yes. debuted in 2010. I bought okay, my mother so. one for Christmas that year. Okay. And maybe it is maybe 2007. Yeah. yeah. But whatever it is, is things, it really became pervasive. And it feels like this decade is almost, in my opinion, really defined in a large way is social media, Instant gratification, phone, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody's online, everybody's using social media as like social media started off as like, it was, I remember AOL chat rooms right back, back in the fucking day. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm an old man. I remember the days when we had to use a modem. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and those seem like, you know, and I remember the chat rooms and then like message boards. And at first it was all like, oh, this is great. And then we started turning on each other. Quickly. And it's like, 
Very quickly. It felt quickly. And, yeah. And, and and then like Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff started off as like this, hey, we get to communicate with everybody. How wonderful. You motherfucker, yeah. I hate your guts. And hey. Here's well and here here's the interesting thing. So the other thing about the aughts is it it a, a lot of what happened at the end of the aughts bled into the tens, which helped define the tens. So you've got the the crash in 08 and all the bailout yep. and all the weird the greed isn't so good. Yeah, the recession that helped yeah. that helped define the early 10s. Yeah. Um, you've got a lot of people saying enough in the 2010s. You've got yeah. the Arab Spring. So it's not just America. You've yeah, got, no, yeah, no, it's the world. Yeah. You know, and you've got you've got economic collapse, which we saw the crash here. You know, yeah. We had whatever the hell happened in Greece where like their entire economy yeah. just, just flushed well, down that the toilet. Was an aus- yeah, that was an austerity move that just killed them. That was their trickle-down economics failing yeah. in such a giant, yeah. miserable way that they just fucked them themselves. Yeah, totally. Um. Yeah. So, oh, and the other thing was that in the, the social media started in the in the late aughts, right? I mean, there was there was MySpace like in the early 2000s. 2008, 2000. I was going to say, so really I had to get on Facebook for a job I had in 2008, and when I got laid off from that job at Career Builder, ironically, um, ironically, I quit Facebook because I'm like, well, I don't need this anymore. And then shortly thereafter, I got back on because it was becoming a thing. This was in 2009 yeah. then, and then Twitter in 2009. I remember getting an invite to a Twitter meetup. Oh, Jesus. And I wasn't on Twitter, but it like came through some freelance, because I was freelancing for the Tribune and Metro Mix and the Red Eye and all that. And I was like, well, I guess I'll go to this and meet these writers and editors, because, right, networking yeah. can't hurt. And I go there, I remember asking, I was like a little fucking kid who'd never done drugs before, trying to like seem in the know, but also I wasn't in the know and I needed to know the know. Yeah. And I remember saying, so what is what is Twitter like? Well, you you follow people. I go follow you where? I, this is I'm not exaggerating this at all. Oh no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Follow <laughs> you where? Well, like if I go to a restaurant, I can I can tweet that I'm at this restaurant, and I go, what? So I don't follow you to the restaurant. I just like on my computer, like yeah, or your phone. And I'm like okay, and I still had like a regular flip phone at the time. I'm like okay. Yeah. I go, why why would I do that? Why would I care? And I can remember the woman going, like, holy shit, why would you care? What? It's like I broke the whole thing down for her. <laughs> it's like, oh my we God. We hadn't realized why, why, why I give a shit about where somebody's going to eat or whether they, what they think about this movie or whatever it is. And so quickly after that, you know, this thing took just, off. Yeah. You tried to break it and, it, and they just said, fuck you, David. I mean, with your logic. basically, yeah, don't use logic. Yeah. Take your Vulcan shit. Your weird fucking Vulcan logical brain and get it out of here. We are Kirk. And we are tweeting. Go with what feel good. Yeah, we are going to tweet. Good. We're going to tweet, yeah. and then we're going to and then we're going to start by tweeting nice things and interesting yeah. things. We're going to Facebook nice things. Well, it started by things. tweeting boring then, things. I'm at I'm at Taco yeah. Bell. Love and my gordita. And then it's all of a sudden rage, outrage, and that was you know that was around two twenty four. Gordita, gordita so, is is cultural appropriation. Cultural Taco Bell is racism. Yeah, and and so it's yeah, it's maybe it almost okay. So maybe if I'm hearing you right, and I actually think I agree almost entirely with you, which is rare. What us. I know, maybe is, the 20s will introduce the character of the 20s will be agreement. Oh God, I would fucking hope so. We'll Wouldn't get that be that. nice? We'll yeah. get to that in a minute. Um, but uh, it seems like it's like it's like if we define the the the, the 2010s, whatever you call it, yeah, the 10s. It strikes it strikes me as it is reaction to the excesses 
of sort of the 9-11 kind of, uh, I mean, reaction, really it's like reaction. And then that, because we had all this social media and all this internet, it went from reaction to overreaction. Yeah. And now we are now in a perfect place, a perfect storm of really, instead of doing any kind of action, I mean, there's, there's still action going on, but it is an entire world of simply reacting to things that are happening. And so maybe the, yeah. the character of the 2010s is passive reaction. Uh, I don't know if passive yeah, is... Yeah, no, I yeah, think, I think that that would be... Yeah, passive doesn't seem hard because I feel like there's very um, active aggression online. I mean, it's not like well, people see, aren't that's getting out... It's, sh- active, it's active aggression online, but... And, and, I, and that's the thing, we've had amazing protests yeah. that have occurred because of this, but if you look at the numbers... And we've had some really terrible attacks and physical yeah, if, assaults if, and, if you, you know... Yeah, if you look at the it's numbers... It's on the other side of it. The numbers of people, even though, like, you know, we had the 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 we hate Trump when we're going to wear a pussy hat march. I was there. I know you were. I was and there even, in Washington for that. Even though it, that's, that was a It made huge, a difference. Well, no, it didn't. They listened um, to even, us. Yeah, even though it, They've done the right things. <laughs> it worked, Don. It, it worked. Did. It did. You know, I, I would argue that it worked We know levels. peace. We yeah, know well, justice. It, it did open some things up and it... Yay! It, but what I will say is... Even though that was a huge protest, the percentage, and again, it's one of the things that, that nobody wants to talk online about the numbers, but the numbers are- But God damn though, it, we're going to do it here on the Liberty. God damn right, because we're a couple of white guys and this is what we talk about, is that even though it was a huge protest, there isn't a pro, it's still just a sliver of the population. Yeah. So it seems like a huge thing. I mean, there were a shitload of people in DC. Well, there are a it lot was, of people there, but yeah. there, I mean, the There's thing a lot about of people it is- through, it's a, The globe is a big place. Yeah, I mean the thing about it is let's put it let's put it in perspective. The number of people that were actually in Washington DC and in and like worldwide. Yeah. Worldwide. Everybody that protested on what was that January 21st, 2017? Is that right? Is that the date? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everybody that was actually in the streets protesting would just barely fit in the state of Nebraska. <laughs> Well, but then, okay, I, and I don't know the numbers on this, but during the 1960s civil rights, those marches, those protests, was that yeah. still a sliver? Yeah, and, and and that's what I'm saying, is it's a sliver. But so what it matters, I'm saying, but it matters. No, I, and I didn't say it didn't matter. I okay. did not say it didn't matter. What I'm saying is, in terms of the, the concept of passive reaction, is that the vast majority of people that have an opinion about these things online mm-hmm. are not active. They're just reactive. I mean, you could argue that the protests were active reaction. It was a reaction to a lot of stuff that's been going on that 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 predated the Me Too, sort of the hashtag activism of Me Too. But mm-hmm. it was really a reaction to Donald Trump being elected and pussy grabbing. And so, boom, you had this reaction. And that's more active. But most people, and I mean the vast majority of people, were reacting online which if the only thing you do is react online, that is a real passive way of reacting. Even if you're super pissed and you type all in caps, it's yeah. still it's still passive reaction. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Because I've seen a lot of my friends that were really charged up after the 2016 election. Yeah. And pretty much unaware that the reason that the 2016 election happened is not 
is because of what happened the eight, 10, 20, 30 years before. Like, this has been brewing. Yeah. They didn't, it wasn't just Donald Trump storming the castles, you know, storming the gates and anyway. But they were so charged up on January 21st and they were going to run for office. They were going to make a difference. They were going to be a community organizer. And then they just shared HuffPost articles for the next four years. Yeah, yeah, you know. I've got a lot of friends like that. Or they changed their, they made a lot of statements about, you know, they did the Latinx and the folks with an X that you tried doing for a fucking hot I tried minute. it for a while until I just I'm went, so I glad can't. you stopped. I I know, I was trying. I was trying. I'm, tr- you know, I'm an older I'm, guy. Yeah, you got to dip your toe in the it. Times. But... I'm trying to, you know, I still can't understand. I mean, I just, for the first time, I've heard, you know, like Stan culture. You heard of this? Stan? Instead of fan culture, it's called Stan culture now. Okay. And I, I was like, I read that and I went, is that another one of these fucking like woke or just like these this vernacular that I'm not a part of because I'm an old man kind of thing? Yeah. And I looked it up and it's not a positive thing. I mean, people online, I've, I looked it up on Twitter. And I was like, okay, so a lot of people are like Stan culture. Stan culture is defined as fan culture meets stalking culture. It is Stan. It is. If you're a Stan of somebody, you are such an obsessive fan that you're kind of a creep. Weird. Okay, so I just typed in Stan culture to Google, and the first, the first thing that pops up, is the birth of Stan culture. All songs considered NPR. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and the thing about it is NPR <laughs> has done some stuff. They're, they they've looked at it and tried to figure out what NPR does. The two. So this is all songs considered the 2010s social media and the birth of Stan culture. It was published yeah. October 17th, 2019. Okay. Well, I I. Yeah, I just heard about okay. it. And I thought, okay, so I, you know, I'm. It's like, all right, so you know, I was like, so the 2010s, you know, I mean, you know, and like on a personal level, there's a lot of changes, uh, and and I know that you know my personal story is like I really kind of maybe my lens is a little bit too focused on the whole social media thing because that's what a, a whole portion of my fucking decade was all about was like dealing with this social media phenomenon of calling people out and canceling people and all this kind of nonsense, this online bullying bullshit. Um, so perhaps that's, you know, that's really, you know, but one of the things uh, th- that I read recently was, is, it was just the idea that if you look at it, we've, cr- it, it, it's, I, well, it's, it's the idea and I'll, I'll, this is in my six things, but uh, there's a, an article in Politico that I want you to read um, and it's basically called How Will History Books Remember the 2010s? And it is 23 historians that were asked to write a paragraph that might appear as a descriptor of the 2010s 100 years from now. So it's not just one of our friends going, history will remember you, the wrong side of history. This no, is like no, actual it's, trained it's, historians. It's, it's that actual know. historians oh, in 23 oh, okay. of them. One of them that I really liked. It, it, uh, Consider that I really, the experts. What a novel really idea. Well, And some of the experts are still like right in the middle of it. So it's very well, political. Sure. And yeah. they're saying, this yeah. is what I want you to remember. But one that I thought was really what is um, how, how democracy failed for being too successful something to that effect. And it was the idea that we okay. have more more people that are literate, but less people that are informed. Right. You know, <laughs> and and we have more the, people with... The only reading they do is what's on their DVR. Yeah, we have more people who actually have better health and live longer. Yeah. But more people committing suicide. 
You know, I mean, it, it's just sort of like that, that. This whole thing we've been talking yeah. for like the last year, just back and forth. It's the Mark Manson, everything is fucked. A book about hope yeah. is like the this idea, this Steve Pinker thing, where you could hear that things are so much better than it, they have ever been in the history of Western civilization, and you can still find yourself not wanting to get out in the morning and wanting to slit your throat. And it's like that's a really weird disconnect. And it, the, I, I think that's a very interesting thing about the 2010s. And I think that's a definer as well, is that we are more successful, we are we have more resource, we have all this, and yet we are so successful, what we're doing is finding that little bit of part, that, that part that we're just not successful and losing our fucking minds right. over it. Right. And it's like, okay, that's an interesting <laughs> way of looking at the t- 2010s. You know, it's, we're toddlers. The 2010s were a bunch of fucking toddlers. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I... Th- Maybe this is just in in my world, my realm, and I don't mean this as a dig for the people in that world or realm. But no, no, this this is a thing across the board. What what I've noticed the twenty tens a, a characterization that the twenty tens may have as history unfolds and reveals it to us. It's a lot of know it allness, and I think that goes back to the self righteousness thing that I was saying. But the yeah. know it allness, like like you were just saying that. We're not informed, but we like have information coming at us. But it's what is that information? Are we properly informed? Do we just read one thing or one headline or saw one thing, and then we take that and start spewing all this well, knowledge about shit we know nothing about? It's the and then I've spent, though. but I've also spent these last ten years, and I don't think this is an age thing because I've gone from thirty to forty in the last ten years, and yeah. and I've I've learned that. I know less and I know less about what I know and that that's not like I'm not hip to the stand culture or whatever. It's, it's not that thing. It's that when considering how people behave and why people behave and why things do the things that they do, there's not, there is r- rarely an absolute answer. And even if there is absolution, the absolution has so many different coins with yeah. all these different multi-sided die. much com- more complicated. Yeah. And it's like, and I've, I've, part of it is aging I guess because you know when I was 20 it was like no fucking black and white everything is you're good or you're evil I was the same way yeah Yeah. yeah. and then things mellow out and you become an adult and you figure out the world is a little more complicated and gray and nuanced but I've seen people my age and older or close to my age and you know younger that are just doubling down and digging their heels and on their absolution on their, their feelings as fact yeah, well, and and I think that's I've seen another a lot one of more those, of that. Another one of those dichotomies is we have more information than ever, mm-hmm. but there is such a strain of anti-intellectualism that is in battle, which is, and it's on the right and the left. Yeah, the right says yeah. I'm not going to listen to your experts, right, and the left says I'm going to tell my truth. Right. But it's the sa- ultimately it's the same thing, which is we're not going to listen to the people that have actually studied this. We're not going to listen to the journalists that have investigated this. My truth on the left yeah. is my feelings, and yep. that's the real truth. And on the far right, it's don't you don't get to tell us what to do because just because you're college educated, you know, there's just, there's this all this kind of thing. Totally, and it's a real dichotomy. Is we've got more information than ever, but we're less informed. Dude, because we, what you yeah. just said, that was the fucking tagline. I, you're paraphrasing it a little bit, I, not on purpose, I know. But in 2009, I wrote a show for Second City for, that was up in Donnie's Skybox called Information Underload. This is in 2009. This is all about the tweeting and the Facebook. And yeah. I had 
we had no idea how true it was going to still be 10 years later. And like the jokes, you know, the, the sketches that we wrote around that theme in 2009, like looking back at it now, barely yeah. scratched the surface. So, so you Because we were only at the surface. So you in 2009 predicted this decade. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fuck it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So yes. let's take let's take a break. Yeah. And then we're gonna come back since you've accurately predicted the the 2010s. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna take a break and we're coming back and you're gonna predict the 2020s. Hey, I'm Josh Bell. I'm Jason Harris. Hey, Josh, we're friends in real life, but we're also co-hosts on this new podcast called <laughs> Awesome Movie Year, where we take a look back at an awesome year for movies and do a deep dive looking at movies, including the best picture winner, the biggest movie at the box office, future cult classics, and more. Including the biggest flop. And this season, we're doing 1994. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. That could be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We're all over the web as well. Get Awesome Movie Year on all the socials and awesome moviyear.com so please like us subscribe and uh, if you do like us give us a five-star rating because we love you tell me oh sage yeah sketch comedy brain of predilection mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what 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 do we what are we seeing 2020 through 2030 that's what we're talking about we're talking about where are we going to be at 2030 in 10 years what is this next decade gonna hold for us Fallout. Okay, so tell me what that means. What what kind of fallout are you talking about? I is that see, backlash or is I mean is that the same as backlash? What is that? I see the fallout being, it's not a desolated landscape from a nuclear war. It's it's America napping because we've exhausted ourselves. The twenty twenties will just be everyone being really fucking tired. And finally finding a way to just go, all right, what were you going to say? I'll listen. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. I'm going to go get a beer. You in? I think that's what it's going to be. And I think, there two, I was thinking about this, I think there's a couple things to take in consideration. I think, Ooh, first I'm, of all... I'm feeling something else. I think, first nope, of all... Nope, everyone's going to shit themselves and they're going to continue scratching each other's so eyes out. I actually don't think that's going to be the case. I think what we're going to do is we're going to fall in... If you look at the you know the 20th century, mm -hmm. 1910 to 1920 was World War I. I mean, we were fucked. It was anarchy trying to find its purchase. It was communism trying to find its purchase. It was... America was an isolationist country that finally came out with Woodrow Wilson. Our president, our president was a fucking racist whose favorite Ooh. piece of art was uh, Birth of a Nation with yep. the fucking Klan. I mean, right? And then the 20s, as a response to World War One and all of that turmoil, was to just get drunk and fuck like rabbits. It was a hedonistic. The twenties was the flapper. It was yeah. jazz. It was fucking. It was the, the roaring twenties. Yeah. It was the roaring twenties. I think there is a case to be made that our our younger compadres, our 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 Gen Z and maybe the younger side of the millennials, are kind of just going to go. Wow, we got all this anger and all this turmoil, 
and it didn't really change things as much as we thought it was going to do. We didn't get the immediate gratification of having racism eradicated or sexism eliminated. Right. So what are we going to do now? Let's drink and fuck. And I think there's that possibility. And I also think what I hope for, and I've said this before for the last decade, is I don't think there's anything wrong with social media. No. I think there's something wrong with how we use it, yeah, sure. And I think, and I don't think it's that we're just fun. I mean, I think people are kind of shitty in general as a I fundamental. Fundamentally, flaw. humans are awful. Yes, they are, are awful. However, I think just like when the printing press came out, just like when movies came out, just like when the telephone was invented, I think we were not ready for the responsibility. Uh, the responsibility. We didn't yeah. know how to use it. No. We didn't know how to and we didn't know how to make it work. Yeah. And because we didn't know how to make it work, uh, we did it badly. Yeah. And I think yeah. what I'd like to hope is to see that the twenty twenties as as and I do see that I don't think this is fallout. I do think and I don't even think it's backlash. I think it's a tempered reaction. I think the tens were a reaction to how shitty things got in the George W. Bush, 9-11, fucking Citizens United, all this shit. The tens were like a reaction to that. I think the twenties will be a softer, more thoughtful reaction to everything that went on in the tens and the thing, you know, the excesses of the tens and sort of the ridiculous lengths to find ways to include everybody to the point where, I mean, I, I, I was telling you, this, I just read an article where a woman was making a very solid case that the words nerd and geek should be considered hate speech because, and, and her point is well taken. If, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous, but her point it's fucking was, insane. Well, her point was insults and slurs that are now considered hate speech fit the same definition. Nerd and geek are terms used in high schools to marginalize smart kids and beat them up and stuff them in lockers, this kind of stuff, and so that they are bullied because they are nerds and geeks and that those terms should just like kike should be considered or chink that's hate speech and so that's the argument we're getting to a point and i think the 2020s will go okay just look on your face right now okay well I'm, maybe we maybe we've gone a little too far with this fucking you know this 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 whole thing maybe we can just calm down a little bit maybe i don't know that's what i'd like to hope i think <laughs> i uh yeah I think that the the, re, the reaction decade is an interesting thing because if we look at the 1900s or the 20th century, yeah, the 20s, and, and this this is this is loose history, but I'm, I'm with you on this that the well, 20s yeah. were a reaction to the 10s, the 30s were a reaction to the 20s because the 20s we partied Ended. hard was a the 30s were a hangover. Yeah, exactly. Right? We partied the tw- hard the hangover in the country, from the 20s. And then we crashed the fucking stock market and all yeah. hell went loose. And the 30s were, yeah, it was like, we're fucked. The Here's 40s, the Great Depression. for at least half of it, were war and then recovery. And the yeah. 50s were the reaction to the war and, and recovery and the boom. Yeah, yeah. The 60s were calling we're out. reaction to the 50s. We're reaction to the 50s. So it's like each thing reacts to the other. But I think yeah. that the, I, I felt like the 70s, we're kind of the sleeper years where it's like, Oh no. Oh my God. We're tired. 
No, the seventies. That's the thing is, I think the seventies, and that's the thing is, what was weird was, I think the the seventies, rather than a reaction to, in my opinion, to the sixties and the activism of the sixties, the seventies became a reaction to Nixon and Vietnam and mm-hmm. the resignation. We lost Vietnam. We, you know, we, we bailed out of Vietnam. Nixon resigned because he was a criminal, mm-hmm. and the seventies were sort of like it was back to. Let's fuck a lot. Let's do That's a true. lot of the, drugs. The end, the end of the seventies did do the Easy Rider. Yeah. You yeah. know, well, Easy John Rider was sixty nine. Yeah, but that was kind of, you know, I mean, that's the thing is you had all these sort of like uh, dirty hippie auteurs, mm-hmm. Scorsese among them, yep. you know, and so was George Lucas and so was uh, uh, Coppola, you know, it's like, so it was sort of like the young, I mean, one of the things it's, and I've read this book and I can't remember what it is, but it's basically, it's about the Oscar race of 1968. Like the Oscar, then, like the movie like award? The, like, yeah, the yeah, movies. The Oscars, yeah, and, okay. And the big, the big sort of, thing was Dr. Doolittle with Rex Harrison, which was a huge like studio movie yeah, yeah. versus Bonnie and Clyde, which mm-hmm. was this very independent, fuck you, we yeah. don't have any money and we're going to create this art and you can't tell us what to do kind of thing. Yeah. And and that that Oscar race was really defined by, and you had Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which was, you know, it, you know, it was a racial thing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. all this stuff. Yeah. Fascinating year. And I think the 70s were a reaction to kind of finally coming out from under, which is the funniest thing is because it was the baby boomers that were in the 60s and the 70s kind of reacting to it. Yeah. And then you got to the 80s and it's sort of like the baby boomers said, you know, we're tired of this. We kind of, and AIDS We want to keep partying. Well, AIDS happened and that kind of killed the party. AIDS, AIDS suddenly came out and the party was kind of over. So they just got dirty and druggy. It's like the it, it's like Goodfellas. I think that's the best thing. If you think about Goodfellas. It's like the the fifties and sixties are the golden time of the mob. Yeah. And then and then and then the seventies is like ah oh, things are starting to get a little seedy. And then you get the eighties and it's Ray Liotta just yeah. fucking sweating, fucking flop sweat because he's doing cocaine and everything's turning to shit. That was kind of the eighties. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, you're right, but I think. It's yeah. This is really interesting because we need. There, there seems to be in history. There seems to be the really hard shit, yeah, really stressful situations, and then, and then we release we party, yeah, and then we have to recover from that a little bit, and then it kind of begins again. Like those are the three stages, I guess. So our prediction is that the twenties is going to be a big party decade until we kind of fucking over over tilt, and then but, the thirties is going to be another Great Depression. I think that it's going to take a few more years for us to get to the party. I think it's going to take to like 25. Oh yeah, it's always mid-decade is when mid-decade is when you really see what the decade is going to be seen as. I well, mean, with the that's 80s, the I mean the, the majority of the 80s <laughs> No, I, I guess the 80s was pretty much a party all the way through. Well, the thing is, the 80s wasn't a party so much as the 80s was a party for the richest and the people that were the most. It's Wall Street. Yeah. It was greed yeah. is good. It was Reagan comes in, says we should all feel great about America. Yeah. And, and sort of like the big turning point, in my opinion, the big turning point of the 80s was the Challenger exploding in 86. It was like, everything's going well. We're rocking this fucking thing. We're not going to worry about Iran-Contra. We're going to ignore the fact that our president is going to dementia and his wife is a fucking astrology hound. And then 
the Challenger exploded, and it was like any optimism that Reagan was was trying to foment <laughs> yeah. kind of went to shit because it was like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing? Do you and want to know? You, <laughs> no. I mean, I just, just think it's fascinating. That's just I just have to tell this quick story. So this Christmas, um, my nephew Brantley got some. He got a, a a shuttle, like little race car, you know, a Hot Wheel thing. Yeah, Hot Wheel. And, and then he got us some other airplanes. We were playing around with that shit. And then we traded and I got the shuttle. And I don't know what I said, but somehow, because I'm a really good uncle, I brought up the Challenger to a six-year-old boy. And maybe it was because I was six when the Challenger exploded. And I remember watching it on TV and being in the library at Heather Hill Elementary School and seeing it happen and going, what? That didn't seem right. <laughs> So I mentioned the Challenger to my, my nephew, and he says, what's the Challenger? I said, oh, it was uh, this shuttle. Um, and then I realized like, I couldn't get excited about the history of it. I had to like tell him in this somber way. And I said, it, was, yeah. it held the first, it carried the first um, civilian into orbit, except it didn't Christa make McCullough. it because it, it exploded. And sadly, everybody died. And he's like, well, how did that happen? I said, well, there was a frozen O-ring that was, and the gas was, le- and I got it, and he's like, What's an O-ring? And it's like it's a gasket, like uh, it's a rubber sealant that. And then it just—he's like, okay, well, pfft, and then he like went off on this thing. Yeah, but I just—it just, it shit, just yeah. made me think of this. I was like, I'm a weird uncle. Like, <laughs> well, you just got weird, your history like, in your head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yes, yeah. I, th- I mean that's an interesting point that it did. That was very symbolic of, oh, we should probably be paying attention to the details, like the frozen yeah. O-rings, and the gay men dying by the thousands every day and yeah. the the hypocrisy and the criminality of the Reagan administration and it's and the and the the the, the uh financial what what is the word um what is word for this uh the, the rich and the poor the dividing line between the you know the the income inequality thank you jesus what the fuck man it's a hard thing for me to say because too much information, not informed enough. Well, I just I don't like <laughs> I don't like admitting it because I don't want those people catching up to me. I don't want the poor's catching up to me. Yeah, and my white Jewish upbringing, where I went to summer camp and didn't have to pay for wow. college through loan. Anyway, all right. Yeah. Um, I so just you, I, I just I wonder when the, when the party's going to happen because yeah. are, so are you are you hopeful? For the for the next decade, or are you cynical? Because I'm very hopeful about it. Okay, well here's I'm, I'm very optimistic about where this decade is going to go. Of course you are. You're optimistic about everything. True. I am. I am neither. I am. I am what Icarus should have been. I'm flying right where I need to be flying because if the last decade has taught me anything, yeah. Or if I learn nothing else from the last decade. But this one thing, it's this. Cynicism doesn't get me a goddamn thing. It just nope. brings me down. Yep. And too much hope just makes me a Pollyanna idiot. And like that, I am. So you just called me a Pollyanna idiot. Yes, but the difference with you is is you've when you fall, if you you handle disappointment perfectly. All right, all right, that, all right, so that's you fair. handle it well. I I had too much hope at the beginning of the tens or at the end of the aughts and that crushed me at the beginning of the tens. I let a lot of cynicism carry me through the tens 
And that crushed me. So I had to figure out how to fly in the middle. So what I think, so the way I look at the 20s is it's going to have both hope and cynicism. Both are going to be required. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's obvious. Yeah. I'm... And I'm, I mean, I'm hopeful, like I'm starting it off well, so that's a good thing, but I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we I mean, did, it... my wife called out a dent in my head that she thinks is brand new and I might have uh, Gorham's disease. So I need to go make an appointment with the doctor to make sure my bones aren't disappearing and that I don't have some kind of brain cancer. But other than that, 2020 is going to start off pretty well. I, yeah, I'm going to say I'm very hopeful as one of the things Dana and I were talking about is that it seems like, I mean, and this is the tag end of the decade, of course, so it's a personal thing, but it's like 2019 was the year Dana and I moved to Las Vegas. Yeah. And as we're closing out uh, that year, it's starting to feel like 2020 is going to be the year we start living in Las Vegas. You yeah. Know, and actually starting to thrive. And so that's very hopeful to me. I mean, part you of me is Luke like, Skywalker. You were Luke Skywalker in a yeah. new hope. You are now a part of the rebellion. Yeah. And yeah. now this will be your empire, hopefully with this, a better ending. Yeah. And what, what I'm hoping is, is yeah. what I'm, I mean, I'd like, I'd like to believe that I'll still be alive by 2030. I hope so. Because, but, because 2030, I'll be 64 years old. And most of the men in my family have died before 60. Yeah, but you're a you're but I a take real way better man. care. I, I t- well, they were all real men too, but I actually take much better care of myself than they did. Well, yeah, you so, quit smoking cigarettes. Yep, I smoke a pipe, but I work out, and really, they all died of heart disease anyway. So I'm not I'm not going to get cancer. Do you it's, it's, do you get a physical every year? You don't. No. no. You should do that. You know. Well, everybody says so, but I, you have I insurance. I do. You might as well use it. Yeah. Just go to the fucking doctor. Eh. Yeah, I. Okay. Anyway, this is I can't. Anyway, have this, I can't have this conversation with you, my father, and my father-in-law. You're all three, and you're all insane. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing is a read. Uh, this is something I found on your um, Facebook page, Don. Uh, it's a it's a piece in the Atlantic called. The Millennials versus Boomers Fight Divides the Democratic Party, written by Derek Thompson. Uh, the young left has become a sort of third party. So it's all a, basically it's about the division between the Democratic Party and probably what gives Trump the best, Trump and McConnell, the best chance they've got at holding on to their, their weird, twisted power. All right. My first is a read as well, and I mentioned it earlier. It's in Politico. It's How Will History Books Remember the 2010s? It's a, I mean, it, like I said, it is, it's bite sized. I mean, they're long paragraphs, but it's 23 paragraphs of what this last decade might look like from the lens of 100 years from now. And it's, yeah. it, it's like I said, it's really interesting. Everybody's got a slightly different perspective, but it's, it's super good read. Uh, my next thing is also read, and it's, uh, or, or a list, read slash listen. Uh, Go to npr.org, look up the 2010 social media and the birth of stan culture. This is something I'm going to do uh, apropos to our discussion today. So, yeah, there you go. All right. My second is a watch, as we as we said, or at least I said. Uh, you know, you look at the middle of the decade to see what the decade kind of represents. Um, I want you to watch The Big Short from 2015, mm-hmm. which is from the 2010 book by Michael Lewis, which is about the 2008 crash yeah um it's uh it's first of all it's a super fun movie 
it explains the economy of that moment pretty damn well. Yeah. And it kind of gives you a perspective of what we've been reacting to in the last 10 years anyway. It also, I love that you explain it as a super fun movie about a really fucked up thing. It's it's one of the best movies about, we're going to, we're going to give you this really deep, complicated economic thing, but we're going to do it. So you understand it. It yeah. makes you laugh and the characters are good. So it's, it's great. Yeah, it's, yep. It's make great. sure it's a great movie. Uh, my last thing is have a fun and safe New Year's Eve celebration. Whatever you're doing, do it safely so you live through the 20, uh, at least the start of 2020, so you can do well with the rest of the decade. Just don't fucking drive. Uh, my final thing <laughs> is a dual watch. Wouldn't Again, that have been better if Nancy Reagan had been like, just don't fucking do drugs. Just don't fucking do drugs. That's a shit. button I'd wear. There you go. Um, but my, my final thing is watch a movie that I think started the decade uh, in in one perspective and then watch a movie that was center of the decade that I think actually was where we were headed. So I want you to watch Inception mm-hmm. from 2010. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to watch Mad Max Fury Road from 2015, which I would argue is, first of all, the best movie of the decade and I would also argue Mad Max Fury Road is a predictor of the women's movement as it's as it's coming now. Okay, I definitely need to watch the movie again because the best movie of the decade? Yeah, that's my that's my belief. My belief Mad Max Fury Road is the best movie of the entire decade. Yeah. Better than the Avengers films, better than yeah. Spider-Man the Marvel one those are movies I enjoyed, and I, pro- I and in some ways probably enjoyed more. But in terms of a movie that the that help some seven year, twelve years a slave way, way better. I'm than just the throwing out help. like I'm just throwing out movies now. Like I mean, Mad Max okay. Fury Road. First of all, was super entertaining. It created a situation where it, it, like the moment in Mad Max Fury Road that I think defines what the next five years were going to be, in many ways. Mm-hmm is the moment where Mad Max, who is, I mean, it's the title of the fucking movie, he's the hero, gets down and he's going to shoot the bullet guy, and he's got one bullet, and he realizes that Charlize Theron is a better shot. And so he, instead of, she didn't say, he just gives her the gun and he becomes what she leans the gun on, Uh and she makes the shot. And it's like, that's a moment that I think in film encapsulated where I think we needed to head and where we are heading for the rest of the decade. So okay. that's what I was saying. Watch Inception so you can see basically uh basically basically Inception while it's a beautiful beautiful brilliant movie, it's about a woman looking at a man and saying you're fucked up. Your motives are wrong. You know, because it's all about him. I mean, his big MacGuffin is his big thing is his ex-wife. Yeah. You know, but Ellen Page is the one who gets brought in a younger woman saying, hey, older white guy, I'm in your world now, but you're fucked up. That's the beginning of 2010. Then we have middle of the, the, the decade is Mad Max Fury Road, where the where the the man and the woman are in the same world and they are equals there. There's an equal thing. There is a, 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 you know, and, and it's like, okay, I think that's a nice direction. And I think I would like to see that those, that that's the direction kind of linearly that we are heading in the next decade. 
And those are my three things. It oh. amazes me that sometimes you have such fantastic nuance for film. And then you can just simply say, I love Star Wars. I love The, the Last Jedi. It's, it, um, God, you're a fascinating beast. <laughs> well, I thank you. I want to lock you in a cage and study you. There you go. Happy New Year, David Himmel. <laughs> Happy New Year, Donald Hall. And Happy New Year to everybody listening. That is the podcast. 2020, we're coming for you, motherfucker. And we're going to love roll. you good. Wow. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>